truth. You can't handle the truth. Talk the talk. Do you walk the walk? Active FM, we're back. It's PK with my friend Luando. We're here today again, and uh, it's a cold South African morning, mm-hmm. freezing out there. This morning we've got a little bit of a studio audience here, and it's all young, powerful men. I'm chuffed. I, I like to see that. And um, I was just saying that uh, we're speaking from a men's perspective. So maybe one day we should have a lady on set just to see how they think. Sometimes mm-hmm. we might come across as a bit of a chauvinist, but I believe men need to stand up and take their place where God has put them. Once men take up their space, a lot of things will be sorted out. So this morning when I, when I was driving here uh, to the studio, I had this thought. When Satan came with his schemes, he went to a woman and he, he challenged her thoughts of who she was. And he, his words were, did God really say and if you, if you take off this fruit, you're going to be something greater. And she took, she ate, and then she went to her husband and said, taste, this is good. So through her gentleness and her kindness, the husband also fell for the trick. Mm. If the man had just stood in his place and said, listen, we, no, no, hold on, we've been told not to, we would have been in a different situation. So my thoughts are, as a man, what am I? And we talk about color, we talk about mm. race, talk about creed, talk about beliefs. But the core of a man's job is to protect a woman. And Satan will come in and do two things. He will cause a separation. Mm. And once there's a separation, he causes confusion. Right through the history of the world, go and look what Satan has done. He caused the division. Right now, in the 20th century that we're sitting in, there's something that Satan's doing. He's causing division amongst the races. He's saying uh, white people think they're better than black people. Mm. Then we have Black Lives Matter that say, no, we're better than white. So it, it's this thing that he, co- he causes a division, and very subtly and very cleverly. And then he does it with the sexes as well. He says that a woman is equal to a man. So we can, we can do this. We can say, listen, we're equal in the eyes of God. But a man's position is different. We're there to protect. We're there to take care of. And what has happened is he's brought us down to the place where we are now equal with a woman. And uh, what I keep hearing is this. Women can do what men can do. I'm sorry, ladies, you can't. Uh, You can't do what I can do. Okay? And I also can't do what you can do. You've been given the special gift of giving birth and, and, and making nations. A man can't do that, but you can't do it without us either. So Satan comes in and he just sows a little bit of discord. And I've seen it in marriages where the woman starts to become, she's like, oh, but you don't do what I do. And there's this this thing that he causes a division where the man's job is put at risk of what he is in the family. He is the umbrella. The Bible says there's God and then the man, which is the covering of a woman. Now, if Satan can change that, all of a sudden, you find a lot of single ladies that are wanting uh, children. They still want children. They just don't want the man with it. And it's a phenomenon that's happening around the world. 
They just go and they go to a doctor. He, they get some sperm from a donor. They don't even know who the father is. And they put this sperm cell into a lady and she produces a child. Yeah. So they don't need men anymore. Not realizing that the sperm cell comes from a man. So the whole system is being put into confusion with color yeah. and sexuality. And those two things, and you must remember the Bible says that in the end times, the person that's going to be the Antichrist will have no natural desire for a woman. In other words, the person that's going to be in power over the world will have no natural desire for a woman. In other words, he'll be a homosexual. Yeah. That's why this homosexual, the spirit coming in that I'm a man and tomorrow I wake up, I feel like a woman. The next day I can feel like a tree. And you can't, you cannot say anything against it. Yeah. You can't say, but isn't that a bit twisted in your thinking? As soon as you say that, you're going to come under a huge attack. Yeah. So the, they call it woke. People are woke. I say they're not woke, they're broke. These people are broken. They don't understand the, the, the place that God has put them. Yeah. So the confusion of am I a boy, am I a girl? I'll tell you a story. When I was younger, um, I dressed up at a school play. As a, as a young girl, I dressed up as a prostitute. I had these high boots. It was a school <laughs> thing, okay? So, if, if it was to, in today's, okay, they're looking and they're laughing. How can this guy? <laughs> in today's age, if somebody did that, the, the teacher would come to him and say, do you feel like a girl? Mm. Yes. Straight away, put you on hormones, change you. You're going to have your thing chopped off. You're now a girl. I did it because I felt I was funny. Yeah. In today's age, it would be totally your. They'd push it into something else. <laughs> I'll bring the picture next time you can see it. <laughs> you even have a picture. I have a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I have evidence. So, okay. I, my personality, I, I was an actor. I would dance on the stage or do yeah. crazy stuff just for a laugh. Yeah. Today, they wouldn't take it as just as a laugh. I'm still laughing. You're still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until you see the picture. Yeah. <laughs> so, we need to understand that um, Satan's biggest thing that he has is division. And, uh, you know, I see it amongst the races. So we say, okay, white and black separate, colored and black separate, Indians, you separate. But then it goes further. It goes to Zulu and Kosa, you separate. Mm -hmm. And Afrikaans and English, you separate. Yeah. Portuguese and Italian. So there's the separation that comes all the time. When I was younger... I had a, a Greek a young girl that I liked. And I used to go past the house. And one day, I'll never forget, the mother came out in, in broken English. She said to me, you, you're a beautiful boy, but you will never marry my daughter. You are not a Greek. Mm. <laughs> so already then, there's, a, there's the separation. Yeah. And people inherently um, want their kids to be in their culture. Mm. So we're taking culture and calling it race. It's not. If you take, we've got some Congolese guys here, there's some African guys here, their culture is totally different. They'll eat food that is totally different. Yeah. They'll eat food that I'm like, sure, how can you eat that? But then I might eat something and they laugh at me and say, hey, you're eating this funny thing. Yeah. That's a cultural difference. Mm. There's an understanding of life that is different. So if you go to the Zulu culture, they don't mind having a second or third or fourth or fifth wife. Mm. So now let's take it, we... we I, sorry, I, I have a question. Yes. Based on that, um, prob what you're saying, it's the evidence for my question. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you said uh, men and women 
they're not equal. They're not equal. So, having said that, the Bible says there's no more Jew nor Greek nor male nor female. Yeah, that's the spiritual side, but physically, we are not equal. Can I? Can, yeah. So my point is, because people are different, does that make them not equal? Because if you think about um, equal in terms of the definition. Okay. Let's let me so, let me clarify. Yeah. Equal as in for as as in the physical nature. Spiritually, we equal. We equal in the eyes of God. Okay. Yeah. But the man has been given the task as the covering of the woman. As much as it's, you want to say, I don't like it's, that. It's, it's the, yeah. yeah. So uh, there, there's a reason why I'm asking you that because I, I don't think it was clear enough for someone who's listening out there okay. what you, what you meant. Because right. it can become like I'm a sexist. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, um. That's that's what now most of our people have done, that they have that mindset to say, we as men, we are above women, mm. so we can take as much as... No, we're above them to protect them. Uh, so there, you see now, you're making clear. So um, there's a problem that we have. A woman submitting, that's her role. But so now what, what, what's happening is that most of the time, women, they actually generate their identity from a role instead of who gave them the role, which, which is God. Yeah. So they were all, we were all made in the image of God, and that makes us equal, though the roles are not equal. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I just wanted so, to... So let's just take a, an example, okay? If... Uh, there's a lot of ladies out there that come to me for counseling and that, okay? Yes. And they say, how can I submit to this man? Mm. Okay? First of all, he's not serving the Lord, but you married him. Okay? Yeah. Now you don't want to submit to him because he's not a Christian. Yeah. Okay. No. Hold on. The Bible doesn't say uh, if the man is a Christian, submit. Mm. If you've married him, you need to submit to him. Yeah. So then a lady said to me, oh, but he makes incorrect decisions. Okay? I, I can't vouch for him. I can't say, okay, he's making correct decisions. Yeah. The fact is you married him. Why did you marry him then? Yeah. You should have checked before you marry him. So that's why we say there's a two-year honeymoon period where everything is hunky-dory. Mm. Then life sets in. Kids come, there's bills to be paid. All of a sudden, the woman doesn't want to submit to the man anymore because there's no money in the house and she's mm. bringing in the money. So now she feels, I am the breadwinner. Bible doesn't say... The breadwinner must submit or the other vice versa. It says the wife must submit. In actual fact, if you're going to do Hebrew search on the word submit, it says must adapt to your husband. Okay. Yeah. What you're getting is you're getting ladies that are so dominant in the relationship that the man just is just uh, just work and I'll just do it. Do he hasn't, hasn't been given that space. I, I agree with you. Um, but you've got I, a but. I, I think there's, I think, so in between. When God is said, when God created the woman to submit to a man, mm. the man had a vision. And it was a perfect, exactly. perfect man. E exactly. Yeah. So, but there was, there was a vision. A man had a vision. Yes, he knew who he was. He, he was in his purpose. He was at work. Now in our days is that a woman comes along, the man has no he, he has emotions, he has feelings. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> he, know who he is. He, he, has no, he, yeah. he has no visions. And now the question is, you expect, I'm not saying, I agree with you, 
But if I expect, let's say, my wife to submit to me, what is she submitting to if I don't have a vision? Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. So let's take two people that are not born again, they don't, they don't believe in God. Yeah. Okay. If that woman still submits to her husband, I can tell you that relationship will work better. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's difficult when two people are trying to dominate. So let, let's take my wife, for instance. She's a, she's a better business person than I am. Yeah. From the age of 21, she never worked for boss. She always had her own businesses. Yeah. Okay. Financially, she knows how to operate with finances better than me. Yeah. So I say to her, listen, you, you know how to do this. You do it. Okay. But when it comes to the safety and the security of my home mm. and my wife, I'm in charge there. Definitely. I, I make the rules there. Okay. Definitely. All right. Just take a, a, a picture out of what's happened over the last year. The Ukrainian war. Mm. When uh, Russia came in to attack Ukraine, guess what happened? Everybody started leaving, but the men were not allowed to. Mm. Okay. The Ukraine has got very liberal views on man and woman and, and homosexuality and that there's, there's, they say that we're all equal. Why did they force the men to stay behind? Think about that. Yeah. In society, we're trying to say that women are equal to men. But when there's a war, who stays behind? Who are the ones on the front line? It's the men. It's, it's, it's the men. Yes. Now, what's happening um, in our society is that in marriage, uh, you have seen the stats. Yeah. That, uh, the, the stats for marriage, they're declining. Yeah. Every. Because at home, you have a man who's supposed to be protecting the wife. Yes. But the same strength that is supposed to use to protect the wife is the same strength that he uses to beat the wife. So, yeah, na yeah. so now the question is, then should the wife submit to the beating? Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? And, so now and we I, I love what you're saying because <laughs> now what's happening is that in, we're speaking about the role. So you have the role, but the vision is the very most important thing that helps the husband that helps the woman to understand their role. It, where it, they brings, towards. it brings unity. Without the vision, the same strength that will support the unity mm -hmm. is the same strength that's used to divide marriage. That's it. Mm. So, yeah. And, and so I'm talking, let's say, the perfect relationship. The man is serving God. Yes. Okay? The man, he works. I he, agree with you. Yeah, he yes. brings back and it's a perfect uh, situation. Mm. It'll work, okay? But now, just take, for instance, I've got a friend of mine. He became born again. His wife used to drive on the highway. Yeah. She opened the window and throw his Bible out the window. For 17 years, this woman would chase people out of the house. She was terrible. He continued to say, I'm the head of this household and I will protect you. He loved her. He carried on. 17 years later, she gave the heart to the Lord. Okay. Same thing with a man. The woman says, this guy's going out drinking. He's hanging out. I said, okay, you, your job is to love him through that. Yeah. They said, now I'm going to leave him. I said, I will never advise anybody to leave yeah. the husband. I will never advise anybody to get divorced. Okay. The Bible says the only time you get divorced is if there's been infidelity. Mm -hmm. If he's been messing around or she's been messing around. And even then, I can tell you now, we can fix that marriage. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how many men, I, I'll give you a story and the, la the lady, I still know her. She, she was married, She's a, she was a Hindu, and the Hindu husband, one day, she became born again. She started coming to church. He used to beat her relentlessly. Mm. Okay. So I used to say, I'll come down there and I'll fix him. She used to say, no, no, no. 
She's loving the guy. One day she comes to the front of the church. She says, I need prayer. I said to her, what's wrong? She says, I've stolen money out of the kitty because he had a business so that I can have clothes for my children's schooling. So I'm praying and the Lord says, tell her to go and tell him that she stole the money. Now I know if I tell her, he's going to beat her. I'm saying, I'm saying, Lord, I, can, I, I can't do that. He says, tell her to go to her husband and say, husband, I've stolen this money out of the kitty of the business and I bought kids clothing. Guess what happened? The next week he was in church. Mm. You know what he tells me? Mm. And this comes out of his mouth. He says, for that lady to come to me and be honest and tell me what she's done, knowing that I'm going to beat her, he says, that can only be God that told her. Sure. Today, they both serve the Lord. Mm. She was extremely submissive, extremely loving. I don't know if I would allow my sister to go through mm. that. Okay. And I treated her as my sister. And she used to say, please don't, don't come to my house. Because she knew, I'll grab him. And through love and submission, she brought that man to the Lord. That, mm. that man is serving the Lord and helping poor people. It's like God did a miracle yeah. there. Mm. So through my experience over the years, if a lady submits and just carries on loving, I'm telling you, God can do yeah. a miracle. Okay. Otherwise, we might as well just say to all ladies, if you're going through a tough thing with your husband, just leave him. Mm. And that's what the devil wants. He wants fatherless homes. He wants the woman to be the one that's the breadwinner and the one that, that's, that, that always loves and carries on and the husband just carries on like he mm. wants to do. He want, they want to separate. They want fatherless nations. That's what Satan wants. So right. yeah. I'm speaking from years of experience mm. like this. Um, and I must tell you this. When a lady comes to me and talks to me about the family and what's going on, when it finally comes, when the husband talks to me, I'll put two and two together and I realize they're both a problem. Because we tend to take, if the lady's a Christian and the man's not, we'll tend to, to side with the lady just yeah. because she's a Christian. When you sit with the husband, I'm like, oh, wow, okay, there's other issues here. So we need to look at it holistically and say, okay, what's going on in this family? Has the husband been given that place? Or is there always an attack on him? You're not bringing enough money. The one woman came to me. She's upset with her husband. He's always at work. When, I, when it comes down to it, when he worked just a normal week, she's saying you, there's too little money. So he starts working overtime Saturdays and Sundays. Then she starts complaining, but you're always at work. So he could never make her happy. You see, there's a, there's a shortfall there because she didn't feel loved. She didn't understand what love was. So we, we have to go back to that thing. Is, uh, the human nature is to feel loved. And there's five different or six different ways of feeling loved. Remember we spoke about yeah. the five love languages. And it's a human condition to, to want to be loved. Many years ago, um, the Lord asked me to go down to a street in the south of Johannesburg where it's just drug dealers. Mm. There's like on the corner, there's 15 drug dealers. And he said to me, go and stand there and start to speak. And I went down there and I just started to speak. And I could see some of them were getting agitated. Two of them came and stood behind me and these are drug dealers now. And as I started speaking, the one guy stood up and he said, you see, I told you guys about love because I started speaking about love. Mm. He came to me and he said, Yesterday, my wife gave birth to my son. 
He says, and I felt something. I never knew what it was. Mm. And he says, sitting through the night thinking, what is that that I felt? He says, that was love. I never, I didn't know what it was. Mm. And those drug dealers who ended up having Bible studies there in a, in a Shabin, okay? Mm. Those guys didn't know what love was. When you ask them what's love, they couldn't express what was love. Mm. To, to, I said to them, what is it to be in the arms of a woman that loves you? They said, mm. no, that's sex. Mm. Most people don't understand what love is. Yeah. So if you can get a, a woman to love a man that doesn't understand what love is, unconditionally, guess what happens? The love, because the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. Yeah. So the wife now just pours love on this guy. Guess what happens? He can't, he can't carry on like it forever. At some point, he's going to realize, sure, this woman loves me. Yeah. And that brings change. Yeah. It's the same as the gospel. When, you, when, we, when we're not serving the Lord and you're in the world, until you come to the place where you realize Jesus loves me, that's what breaks. That's what b brings you to the place where you say, hey, I need Jesus. Mm. It's the love. It's not the attack of, hey, you're doing this wrong. They yeah. know they're doing wrong. It's the love of Christ, the mercy and the grace of the Lord Jesus mm. Christ. And, and Jesus is our example of how we should treat people. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. And bring them into the fold. So when a man, when I say a man is the covering, I'm talking from a place of I will protect and lay down my yeah. life for my wife mm. and my family. It's not a place of dominance mm. to say, well, I will say now what goes on in this house. No, mm. it's a place of I respect my wife and I understand that God created her mm. in his image and I need to treat her in that same way. Yeah. So even these young men, yeah, they have a... a, a inner thing that they want to protect they they need to protect it's given it's god given go and look at the wars that have been fought through the centuries it's been fought by men yeah okay there's women maybe on the sidelines being nurses and they, the supporting structure but the actual front line has been men except deborah <laughs> well we don't want to talk about deborah right now okay <laughs> that the story of deborah I think was to to show men not to be so proud yeah that whole story i mean we've got people that uh, pastors that are speaking about women shouldn't be pastors okay but then we bring deborah they don't want to talk about that because yeah. that's the thorn they're like eh, well yeah you know we need to understand that almighty god has given a certain structure and a certain place for man woman and child True. the man is the protector the young men, if we start raising up men that are protectors, we can change a nation. We can change South Africa if we just start speaking into our youth's lives and say, this is what the Lord says. Mm. And I, I want, I was reading. I, I, I have okay, a, okay. Go for it. No, I'll read after you. It's okay. No, no, do it. So since you, you, you're speaking about, um, we're speaking about Deborah, uh, there's, there's a woman uh, called Phoebe. Mm -hmm. uh, in the New Testament, she was regarded as the great among the apostles. Okay. Because, you know, there, there's been so much uh, debates, like, can a woman be yeah. an apostle and all that. So when I saw that, and they would say, um, the reason why Deborah was in that position, because there was no man to lead. So that, that's one of the things. But then I discovered something, <laughs> something else. And it's like, wow, God actually used women. Mm. But some of the, these things, they're actually hidden in the Bible. So I hope I will pronounce the words right. So Halkiah the priest, 
Harry Kem, Agbo, Sethan, and Isaiah went to speak to the prophet Alda. Mm -hmm. The prophet Alda was actually a woman. Yes. She was a prophetess. So I was just amazed and how she had the word of God. Like you would say, someone that was sort of like the, uh, someone who was supreme. Hmm. You know, she was a priest at the same time. So th for me to find out that that was actually interesting because I do feel like as a man, if you're not seeking God, what you're doing, you're bringing a limitation on a woman. And when she's limited, guess who's compromised? You as a man. Yes. Because whatever that she does, however uh, uh, she succeeds, that will actually help you. That will improve you. That will, will push you to discover more about yourself. Absolutely. But the more you limit your, 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 your wife, <laughs> you're trapped in a way. So, so w when I'm speaking about a covering, mm. that means I'm also encouraging. I'm not just dominating. Because as soon as we hear covering, we think, okay, now he's covering or he's not allowing her out of his sight. I'm no, saying we definitely, cover Definitely. When, she, when my wife has got a, a vision, says, listen, I want to do this. I, I'm behind her 100%. And you cover that. I push for her. I make sure that thing happens. Yeah. You see? And if there's any problems, I'm the one that says, okay, stop. Do mm. the. So we need to understand when we say covering, it's not to dominate. You're as right. Soon, as soon as we hear that, we think, okay, I'm, I'm the boss. You're right. No, yeah. no. God in love, boss. in love, I'll cover her in love like Jesus covers me. God covers me in love, okay? Mm. I need to do the same with my wife. And when we get that right, and it's very, very, very difficult in this day and age because men don't know who they are. The older generations still do. Uh, from, I'd say, for, say from 45 up, yeah. those men are still maybe even a bit younger. But younger than that, they're coming under massive attack, huge attack. I heard something on the radio the other day. Mm. There was a guy sitting in an office. He'd worked there for five years. Yeah. A new guy starts working there. So this guy asks him on a date. So this guy's highly upset. He says, I'm not gay. How can you? He goes to the office, says, listen, this guy's harassing me. They fired him. They fired the guy that refused the date from a homosexual man. Mm. Okay. Why? Because they said, you're a homophobe. They didn't say, listen, you're sexually harassing this man because that's a real thing yeah. in, in business spaces. They attacked this man because he's a homophobe. I tried to phone in and talk and that they wouldn't listen. They just cut me off. I mean, imagine if it was a woman and a man scenario. The, the, the man's hitting on the woman. They'd fire the man. Just because he said, I'm not a homosexual, I do not receive that, they fired him. Mm. So it's a confusion that Satan is bringing in. Young people are confused. They're saying, well, I mean, there's this thing that a uh, birthing parent, they're saying men can have babies. <laughs> You're talking scientists and professors <laughs> at universities uh, teaching this stuff. Okay? You are seeing a, a guy on It's crazy. <laughs> With a big tummy. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Okay. I, I saw a picture of a, a bull standing there, male bull. Uh, and it says, if you confuse this to uh, male and female, just try and milk a bull. Mm. You'll quickly know what a male <laughs> is. You'll be trampled, okay? We, this fine line is drawing bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. And it's all around the Antichrist. He is, he will be the champion for the LGBTQ community. Mm. I, I, I don't mind sitting with a homosexual person around a table, ministering, loving, doing all those good things. 
but I'm, I don't want to partake in that. And it's my choice. Mm. The problem is they're bringing confusion into that. And it's going to be around race and about sexuality. It's not stopping. It's going to get worse. It's going to get way worse. I think you touched on something that's um, very important. When you were speaking about it was the guys who used to fight wars. Yeah, still do. And the there are some men, women, but it's majority, 95% men. The reason why, because the community was going to be interrupted. Yeah. So, I think, and I'm convinced on my side, that it's, it's, it's our responsibility to fight things like LGBT. Mm. The reason why is because it's interrupting our community. That's it. Because the level of of um, um, of abuse because of that that goes towards women, women having to compete with men, it's it, it, it's absurd. Mm. At the same time, I realize that the most people that are the victim of this uh, movement, it's not actually the women; it's actually the guys. Mm. You know, I, I I had an opportunity to speak uh, with these uh, kids, so they're in high school, and. <laughs> They started sharing their stories when they encounter someone who, who will identify as a as as you know a, a, a gay, and how it's for them it's uncomfortable because it's something that's that's actually abnormal. But what's said is because if you are in a place, guess what? You you know these things because you have been in a in, in a military. So if you, let's say you have soldiers from South Africa and then they have to go fight in Egypt. What happens that when they come back, they're done with the war, but when they come back to South Africa, everything that took place there, it's captured in their minds. Congress and and, and, and yeah. some of them, they, they actually uh, get to a point where they commit suicide because mm. they, they cannot control that. So what happens whenever you have an encounter, you encounter someone, there's data that's actually stored in your mind and what happens is that your mind as you go home wherever you are you start generating thoughts that create a certain behavior yes. so the same thing now when someone that's acting abnormal uh, like acting not the way you you, you you were raised to 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 behave what happens is that that moment is captured in your mind and the problem is it's uncomfortable mm. <laughs> and it's uncomfortable when you get home, guess what happens? That whole thing in your mind carries on. You think you're out of, of the event. Yeah. It stays in you and it generates thoughts. That's, that's one of the things I've noticed is that people, if, if people, they don't just wake up and say, I'm gay. It's a process. It's a process. They, they fought. Some, mm. some, some, look, I've counseled many yeah. people. And okay? some of them say, no, I knew when I was born. Mm. They knew it. Okay, so I'm saying, but what process? No, they just knew it. But if you go into the deeper things, you'll find out that there is something that happened. Not all, but majority. Okay, so a lot of, um, and, and I'm generalizing here, please don't. Uh, there's a lot of homosexual and lesbian people that became homosexual and lesbian because they met someone and that person took advantage of them. Mm. And when they've been sexually abused, they come out there thinking, okay, I must be a lesbian or a gay. Okay. That happens. So uh, they can't explain that, you see. Yeah. There's a difference between saying I've been born that way. Okay, you can believe what you yeah. want to believe. 
But a lot of people, that when they were teenagers, were molested or raped by a man. You're right. And then the woman says, well, I don't like men anymore, so I must be a lesbian. You're right. So, so what do we do with that? How, how do you deal with it? You can't. There's, uh, you, you cannot deal with that emotion. Okay? And, but they don't want to talk about that. You see, that type of conversation you will never speak about because it goes against what they believe. Mm. They say you were born that way. But what about people that were that uh, that um, later on in life realize, but hold on, I'm not gay, mm. and they become straight again? What what happens to that person? That's why they brought in all this trans transgenderism. So you can wake up today, I'm a man. Tomorrow mm. I feel like a woman. Tomorrow, and there's people that literally wake up and say, I feel like a tree today, mm. and that's okay. And I'm saying no, that's not normal. Mm. I was not brought up to believe that. Inside me, inherently inside me, that is wrong. Give me the space. To believe what I want to believe and you can believe what you want. Yeah. Stop forcing me to believe what you believe. There's the problem. I'm saying if you want to believe that, go for it, my man. Mm. If you want to believe that, do it. I, I'm not going to attack you on it. But don't try and force me to, to say I have to believe yeah. that. Sorry, I can't. So it's the same with race. Okay? Uh, it's like that Greek lady that said to me, you'll never marry my daughter because I'm not Greek. Was that racist? What was that? Yeah, it, you see, I, I had a thought on that. Having a different culture, culture, belief, it's culturalism. Yes, yeah. I, that is not racism. But the moment one culture has hatred towards another culture, I can say that's when you have racism. And it's a fine line. Mm. It's a very, very fine line. Mm. I grew up with the Portuguese and the Lebanese people. Mm. Okay, different cultures, totally, totally. They embraced me. They loved me in that. But I can tell you now, the Portuguese ladies wouldn't want me to marry their daughters. Okay? Even though I was friends with their sons, yeah. they wouldn't want that. They'd want a Portuguese man. Yeah. And I understand that. It's acceptable. They, yeah. That's what they want. That's it. You uh, see? On that, um, when you look at law, uh, specific the, 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 the Roman law, mm. so looking at history, what they have been, they, they have been failing. <laughs> they have been failing. What they, they try to do is to take all these different cultures and and sort of like uh, synthesize them, mm. but they they are always clashes. Even uh, when they bring, mm. even when they bring. Remember, most of Africa has experienced in some sort uh, 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 democracy, but did they <laughs> <laughs> you have wars? That's a long debate. <laughs> you you have wars today. In fact, most of the wars are taking place in Africa. Yeah. Democracy isn't helped because what they try to do is to use democracy to do what to bring unity. And uh, I love, in fact, this point because we're talking about uh, uh, a division, you know. And but there's something that I love: the kingdom of God has actually done something that the world has failed to do for centuries. Yeah. Because when you read uh, uh, in the Bible, you start learning that in heaven there will be different nations. nations. How was God able to rooms. actually unite yeah. different nations, people who come from different cultures? You know what I'm And that's what makes somehow the kingdom of God to be so powerful. And like you were saying, in fact, before we came here, uh, uh, that a nation will go down if there's division. If you, have, if, you have, if you have color, uh, uh, and there, uh, with color there are different terms that are used, you white, uh, um, colored, I'm black, and all that. Now what happens is that the same scenario, it's actually 
taking place active in parliament so in parliament there's division how do you expect a nation to be to to, to, to be united so it, it's 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 very interesting south africa's set to fail we, we we're on the road to failure yeah because of that very thing yeah okay the only thing that political parties have right now is race if you remove the race let's say you take the anc and removed race out of it what what can they show that they've done there's nothing the only thing they're saying is we're standing against racism against apartheid that's the only thing they've got remove it they actually have to go on their merits and their merits we know what's going on yeah each political party including the da their their thing is they for the whites the mm. like it or not they say well whites and colors that's why they get those votes it's a simple thing we all they say now we're trying to get black voters and that but if you bring it down to the cracks, go and look at who votes for them. They're thinking, this is a white party, I'm voting for a white. And inherently in us, you're thinking, yeah, maybe I should do that because eh? it's, you know, white people. Mm. That's the problem. Go on the merits. Go and see what is that person stand mm. for. That's why I, I love Kenneth Mashua. Yeah, He's a black man. He, he stands for what I believe of. He's an amazing man. Mm. I will vote for him, even though his party is small. And then people will say to me, but it's such a small party, why make a difference? Mm. It makes a difference in my heart because yeah. I know I'm voting for a Christian yeah. man. So, yeah, I think our time is running up. And, um, yeah, I think we, we need to just keep in mind that a cultural culture can separate and then the understanding of each other can separate us massively as well. If, if you come from Cape Town and I'm from the Free State, we have a different understanding of life. Mm. If you grew up on a farm and I'm in the city, total different understanding in life chances that we could come together and and if it's a marriage and that it will work i don't know eh? if you've really got a, a cultural difference now you you're going to try and put these two cultures together i don't know do you think it uh, um there's so much that human beings they share in common outside culture so there's so much that they share in common than what they don't share in terms of their culture. What do you think? So, so uh, uh, my wife's nephew married a, a lady from, she, I think from Phuket. Mm. Couldn't work. She had a different, uh, just the relationship was good in the beginning, you know, all those romantic things. Yeah. But as time goes on, it, quite, it didn't work. She had a different expectation and he had a different expectation. Mm. So did you love each other? Yeah, but the thing's not working. Because mm. she's not doing what I, I don't eat that food that she wants to eat snakes and, and stuff she finds in the garden. And I'm like, no, no go down to the spa. Mm. You know, that thing didn't work. The culture didn't work. And, and the culture only sets in later on. While there's romance and passion, it's fine. Yeah. But when there's a child, now I want to baptize my child. And you say, but I don't believe in baptism. Straight away, there's a cultural problem that becomes a huge thing. Yeah. That little, even just that little thing can be massive. So uh, at birth, do you so circumcise your child? Yes, my family yeah. does it. Uh, but we don't believe it can be huge. So which means it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a failure of agreement. Yeah. You, you walked into a relationship you didn't know and you, you didn't agree yeah. the only thing that you agreed on was just you know Passion. yeah but actually we're compatible uh, you see but that somehow doesn't look like because of the differences 
from the, yes what you have the attributes are from the differences in the culture but it looks like it's ignorant yeah you know because uh, and passion does that yeah you overlook a lot you're right of things, you're right you're right you know we look with our eyes we see what we like Sure, and this then is the one. <laughs> the whole night you would think. Yeah. And then the lady's <laughs> pregnant, she might put on a couple of pounds. You're like, ah, oh, you're not the one I met. But that I ma- gave my body up for you. Yeah. For your child. Oh, yeah, but you're fat now. Yeah, but I've, I've just had a baby. There's a lot of stuff. And if, if you don't love that person for who's inside, don't do it. That's, there has to be passion. There has to be romance. But if... The person inside, if you're not in love with that person inside, mm. don't even do that. Mm. And you might be shocked who's inside actually. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, next week we'll be back. Some of these young men are looking at us and going, wow. <laughs> I think next week we must maybe get them to ask questions and we'll answer them. See. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. God bless. Active FM. Radio has never been better.